Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Home and home. Our first of our all 32 look at all 32 NFL teams and their offseason outlook and how they are trending upward, downward, or stuck right in the middle, which is where you cannot be as a professional sports franchise any sport. We start that in the NFC East today with the Philadelphia Eagles and our all 32 burning question brought to you by Five Hour Energy Ross. What is your burning question about the Philadelphia Eagles this offseason? So it is very clear from Howie Roseman's press conference after the season that the Eagles are going to make changes. You know, he said, listen, we felt like we had a three-year window with the group of players that won the Super Bowl, that core group, and that was 2017, 2018, 2019. But he made it very clear, Dave, that they need to get younger and they need to revamp the roster. So I guess what I'm curious about is how different does it really look? Like, is Malcolm Jenkins gone? It sounds like Jason Peters will be gone. You know, we already know guys like Darren Sproles are retired. Can they get rid of Alshon Jeffrey? Like, I, it has the potential to look a whole lot different than the Super Bowl team. And so that's my burning question. How far do they go? You know, is it just a couple new guys? Or is it double-digit new guys, different guys? that they swap out this offseason. Yeah, I'm curious. My burning question for the Alpha Eagles, how close do they feel they are to winning a Super Bowl? Because if they think they're one guy away and they want to fill those two big holes, corner and wide receiver, do they have to fill them in free, via free agency or via the draft? It's an outstanding class of wide receivers. Can't imagine they fill their need at cornerback through the draft. Let's ask Ike Reese, former all-pro linebacker of the Eagles, host at WIP Sports Radio in Philadelphia, what his burning question is this offseason. Ike Reese, great to have you on the program as we start our All-32. What's your biggest question, your burning question about the Eagles offseason? Hey, fellas, thanks for having me uh, on the show. I guess if I had one burning question, uh, about the Eagles assault season. Um, it would be for me, I guess, how do you sort of uh, revamp this wide receiving core? You know, what are you going to do to uh, to remake the identity of this wide, wide receiving core? What do you want the identity of this receiving core uh, to be? They have two fantastic tight ends uh, that you're going to add to the repertoire of bringing Deshaun Jackson back. Uh, what did you do with Alshon Jeffrey? Uh, they're probably not going to bring Nelson Aguilar back. Uh, what is J.J. Ortega-Whiteside 
Um, and, 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 you know, the receivers that may come on the open market, um, are you going to spend money there? They certainly are going to draft a wide receiver, but where would they draft the wide receiver? See, when I hear how deep of a receiver class it is, I look at that uh, two different ways. A, yeah, there's a lot of receivers there, but the Eagles could also say, well, there's enough talent there that I don't have to get one in the first round. I can wait to the second round to get one and address another position. They love to address uh, D-line, cornerbacks, situations like that with those first-round picks. So you just don't know what they're going to do. Um, they, they have a lot of money, a lot of draft picks. You know, I heard before I came on, you guys talked about the potential of double-digit uh, new personnel coming in. I, I absolutely expect that to be the case. I, I really do. Uh, the two words that I think has hung over this team and has been a curse of some sort, as great as it was when it happened, is Super Bowl. You know, we need to stop talking about this team as if it's that team. And that's part of the problem. Uh, the front office still holds on to 2017, personnel-wise, the magic that happened there, thinking that you can duplicate that, and that's the formula for success. I think they need to wipe the slate clean as best they can, keep around as much talent that still has productive years left in them moving forward. But you got to almost rid yourself of that Super Bowl sort of team. you gotta, you got to start this thing anew and start fresh and get some people in here that's hungry they want to win their first Super Bowl. Ike, really interesting to hear you say that. Always good to talk with you, buddy. So let, let's talk turkey then. Because, um, you know, it sounded like Howie Roseman is going to make a bunch of changes. What does that mean in your mind for guys like Jason Peters, Alshon Jeffrey, Rodney McLeod, Malcolm Jenkins, all these guys that – that may or may not be back. It sounds like you think most of those guys, if not all of them, won't be back. Yeah, I, I think the majority of them won't be back. Uh, if there's one guy that I would try to find a way to squeeze two more years out of, it's Malcolm Jenkins. Um, obviously, he's not the player he was two years ago, but I think his leadership is invaluable. Uh, his availability uh Week in and week out, uh, I think it's something you can't overlook. He's managed to take good care of his body. Uh, with the way the uh, NFL is going on the defensive side of the ball, I actually think he fits into that little role of quasi-linebacker safety. You know, he's getting a little older. I think you can put him in that position where he's more of a box guy and, and you don't get him exposed out in man-to-man coverage as much, you know, I would I would much rather them find a way to come to a economical uh, uh, means and, and and be able to keep him here. They aren't going to overpay for him. The Malcolm has to be realistic, but I, I hope they would find a way to be able to bring him back. Everyone else, I think it's time to go ahead and move on from some of those veteran guys and get to, get some new blood in here. Um, just just so that just so that you do you don't have that feeling of, well, we did it in 2017, we did this in 2018, we'll be able to do it. This team has been notorious for getting off to slow starts the last two years, and a lot of it has to do with this comfort level of, well, we were able to pull together the second half of the season, we'll be able to do that again. 
and they, it's critical they had to get out to a, to a faster start. Eagles started three and four last season. Ike Reese with this former All-Pro linebacker with the Eagles host at WIP Sports Radio in Philadelphia. Obviously a glaring need at the cornerback position. Do you see them trying to make a big splash there? Darius Slay reportedly being shopped by the Lions, a former All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler. Do you expect Howie Roseman to get in the running for Slay? Yeah, I certainly do. I expect him to be making phone calls. You know how he's going to do his uh, do his due diligence, and he typically is jump is ready to jump on a deal when he feels like it's beneficial to the Eagles. I don't know if this is a great year for corners in the draft. Uh, I think the best way to go would be through free agency or through a trade for a guy like Darius Slay, who probably has a few more good years left, and he can probably benefit from a new new address, a new environment playing with a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, I can certainly see that being beneficial. I certainly would like to have at least one guy out there uh, playing cornerback that I don't have to worry about every week. And, and a guy like Darius Slay, Byron Jones, James Bradbury, you know, guys like that, I, I certainly expect the Eagles uh, to be in the market uh, to upgrade their cornerback position before we get to the draft. Like, how are you how, how are you feeling about this team right now? You know, I, I know we were all excited about them going into last year. Felt like it was an unbelievably talented team. Heck, even Doug Peterson said on WIP radio that it was a more talented team than the 2017 team that won the Super Bowl. With all the injuries, it didn't play out that way. And there's a lot that has to happen in free agency, the draft. So we'll know a lot more, certainly in May. But right now, going into that stuff, and based on how the season ended, how good or bad, for that matter, are you feeling about the state of the Eagles franchise? I feel good about the Eagles. I do. I really do, Ross. And it's not necessarily because of all the personnel that's on the team. Um, I feel good about the most critical positions not being a question. You know, my quarterback, uh, I don't have a question there. I think the offensive line, we're going to get a chance to see Andre Dillard. The other four spots are pretty much intact, but we're going to, Andre Dillard has to step in there. So I feel good about the offensive line. I think we need to bring Vontai back. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him, uh, what, what he gets offered, or even, even if the Eagles allow him to hit the open market. I'd be surprised at that. So, um I'm interested in that. I feel good about that. I'm a little concerned about the wide receiver position being a little older, banged up, not really having the type of offense that I want. I think we all want what like the Kansas City Chiefs has and what the, uh, even what the San Francisco 49ers have from a play design uh, look. You sort of want that on the offensive side. But I feel good over there. Doug's there. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited and interested in seeing what these new coaches are going to bring. Uh, the, the, the new assistant coaches they brought in, what type of flavors they add to the offense. I'm, I'm interested in that. And then on the defensive side, I, I think here's where Howie's going to play uh, uh, a huge role is that he has some money to go out and try to fix some issues on that side of the ball as well as a lot of draft capital. And uh, I, I think there's an opportunity there for them to upgrade on that side of the football. But in this league, if your offense is your driving force, you know, a, a serviceable defense 
you can win with a top ten defense. And Jim Schwartz is a good enough coordinator that he, he can get you a top ten defense with the assets and things they have available to them to acquire players. But on the offensive side of the ball is where this thing is going to be driven. And on that side of the ball, I feel pretty good about uh, the questions I have there. Um, I think they are fixable, fixable questions. The receiver position, I think that's something that they can be able to fix this all season. Uh, there's a lot of talent available to him, and I think Howie is going to go out there and do what he needs to do to uh, put, a, put a winning team on the field next year. The one thing I know about Howie Roseman, man, is that you know he is a prideful uh, GM slash president, right? So he's putting the team together, and the product that goes out there on the field is a reflection of him. And, uh, you know, he certainly wants to put the best available talent on the field that he can. He took some swings last year. They didn't work out for him. I think he's going to try a new approach this year. Uh, but he's never going to stop trying to put a team out there that can compete for a title. I expect the same thing next year. As long as you have went back there and he's healthy, this is a playoff team. Last season, Ike Reese, what do you expect? Give us a record for the Eagles next season. How far do they go in the postseason? Now, this is my favorite, right? I, I don't know the schedule yet. I don't think we're going to have a half. Half of the rosters going to be different in two months. So, But this is where I <laughs> – but the opponents are there, and I, I kind of like the schedule. I do. I like the schedule. Some good opponents there, but there's also some matchups that I feel good about. And, and, and so I, I'm looking at right now 11-5. and five. 11 and 5 are the Philadelphia Eagles next season. That you're right. It's it's a shot in the dark at this point. I want to get your quick take Ike on Miles Garrett doubling down, tripling down on the racial accusation against Mason Rudolph. What did you make of Miles Garrett after all has been said and done being reinstated going back to the N-word and that is what started off the whole incident where Garrett swung the helmet at Rudolph. Well, here's what I'll say, right? Um, there needs to be, I would imagine, some type of proof that Mason Rudolph said these things. And, you know, only Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph know what they heard and what was said. Um, and so if there isn't some actual proof that it happened, Miles Garrett is going to have a hard time getting people to believe that's why he did what he did, and thus no one's going to change their stance on their feelings from what he did. He still was suspended. He still was fined, being reinstated and bringing this back up. Um, I, I just don't know how it benefits him. I know he's, like, he's trying to clear his name to a degree, but like I said, it, I, bringing it back up with no actual proof of it, with no audio of it, and with the NFL doing an investigation – what are we supposed to believe, right? I'm not out there on the field. I didn't hear it. Uh, so I, I don't know what, what to say about it without having any actual proof that it was said, without having somebody to corroborate Miles um, Garrett's um, facts from what happened that night. I, I don't – what am I supposed to believe? So <laughs> I, I, I would advise Miles Garrett, you know, move on from it and learn from the situation. I, I just don't know what else there is to gain from this if there is no actual proof of it. Now, if there's actual proof of it, then people will change how they felt about it. I still felt as a former player, uh, 
using your helmet as a weapon like that, man, I mean, there's very little justification for that type of reaction to anything. Obviously, if those type of racial slurs were uttered at him, I would understand in the heat of the moment somebody reacted that way. But without that type of proof, what am I going to say? You know, I, I know how I felt when I saw it in the moment without knowing any evidence or facts of what happened made me cringe as a former player. And I felt for Mason Rudolph and his safety out there. So that was my stance in the moment on it. I tweeted about it. And obviously, if something like that was said to provoke him and cause him to react that way, maybe I would, I would feel differently. But I just think there's a brotherhood that we got to go out there and take care of each other. And you can't, you can't take a helmet like that and just, you know, hit somebody over the top of the head. That could have been such a uh, horrific ending uh, in that situation. Um, very fortunate that, you know, Mason Rudolph wasn't killed or knocked unconscious out there. So it's, it's, it to me, it was a bad look. I, I would prefer to move on from it, but <laughs> in today's world, there's always something to discuss, right, Ross? As it pertains to the NFL. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean, we why could be talking about Antonio Brown right now. We could be talking about Antonio it, Brown for some reason. It's, it, it's a good point. Ike, last question <laughs> is one that we were just contemplating. It's from an Ask Reddit question. It's a very serious question, okay? They just right. launched, let's say they just launched, pretend they launched a new dating app. And instead of a photo of the person that you're going to date, the girl, it shows you a photo of their bedroom, car, kitchen, shoes, how they have their tea, coffee, <laughs> blah, 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 right? right? What photo would you what photo would you want that would tell you the most about the person you're thinking about going out on a date with? <laughs> Uh, wow. Um, it seems like the obvious answer would be the bedroom, but I don't know if, um, there's something about the kitchen and the bathroom that I need to make sure is a nice, tidy, cleanly looking area. That would tell me a lot about you. If you don't, if you don't keep the area in which you bathe and which, in which you eat, which I, I don't know what to say. That that to me would 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 not look very good on you as a person that I would expect to have great hygiene. And that's that's something that uh, uh, is important to me. <laughs> I mean, that's something that's important. It's more important than the car you're driving or whatever. But uh, yeah, if, if that's what I had to look at, I guess I would I would rather see that first. We totally agree with you. Both of us came around to the bathroom as well. Ike Reese, as usual, spot on observation. <laughs> Former All-Pro linebacker with the Eagles, host at WIP. Check him out on the radio.com app. That is spot on. Exactly the, the answer you should have given. Thank you, my friend. Yes. We'll take a quick All break right, here on the show. Thanks to... Thanks to our man, Ike Reese. Quick break here. We'll wrap up our Eagles All-32 look at next season, and we will talk about what happened yesterday with NASCAR, the biggest race in the sport, and the story is not the winner, 
But the man who is in the hospital this morning in serious condition, did NASCAR botch the celebration of the Daytona 500 after a break, Ross? Listen, anyone who travels frequently like I do knows how tiring it can be. Whether you're on business or on vacation, a five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. With zero sugar, four calories, and a convenient portable size, it's the perfect pick-me-up for busy, hardworking people. Now it comes in two great extra-strength tropical tastes, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They are delicious and can take you to a tropical on-the-go experience. Five-hour energy shot can help you stay alert and energized wherever you may be headed. Right, we're back on a Tuesday edition of Home and Home, continuing the first of our all 32 look at all 32 NFL off-seasons. Are these teams heading in the right direction? Are they on the decline? How will they fill their holes this off-season through the draft or via free agency? And we started with Ike Reese, former All-Pro linebacker with the Eagles, and a look at Philly. Now they started three and four, struggled out of the gate, but won four straight to close the regular season, went to the postseason, and of course, lost to Seattle 17 to nine. But injuries really tell the tale of this team throughout the year, from the very beginning with DJX to the very end. It was an injury ravaged season for Philly. So it's hard to know what to make of their direction given that and the holes at wide receiver and defensive back. In case you can't recall how last season went down, here's a look back. Eagles 2019, expectations sky high. Listen to the crowd for Deshaun Jackson. He comes galloping out. Let's looking, he's looking, he is going deep, and it is caught! Touchdown, Deshaun Jackson! Give the people what they came to see. Deshaun Jackson on a deep ball, perfectly thrown by Carson Wentz. Where have you been, number 10? Final score, Eagles 32, Redskins 27, undefeated, Super Bowl bound. And then the Eagles started dropping like flies. <laughs> Injury, injury, mm. injury. Al, do you understand that? No. Because we have a doctor cut. And it doesn't make sense that all of them always get injured. Deshaun Jackson is going to be out in, I mean, I guess he can be back before the end of the season. What can this team do, Ike? Like, like wh where do you view this team right now as we kind of now, the reality is Deshaun's not coming back? Because there was always that talk. It's going to be a struggle, man. And I don't think they have enough. I think it's going to be too hard. I just, I don't see it. One of the most outrageous, frustrating, maddening, exasperating, disastrous games I have ever witnessed as a sports fan. That, that your team could lose to that steaming pile of garbage. The Miami Dolphins is unimaginable. I saw a quarterback that was inaccurate. I saw a quarterback that was very careless with the football. I saw a guy who looked confused. And I saw a guy whose basic fundamental mechanics have completely, fall, have completely fallen apart. Doug, City is very frustrated. 
They, they should really, be. They, they should be. You are too, aren't you? I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. We're frustrated. The team's frustrated. This is not us. This is not uh, who we are. We thought this was the best team in the NFC going into the season, and, and the contrast between that and where they were with Josh McCown limping around the field on a torn hamstring in the wild card game was uh, was pretty was pretty stark. RadioDotcom Red Zone action there with Sports Radio WIP in Philadelphia and the Eagles Radio Network, a team that finished nine and seven. Injuries tell the tale. Ross, to me, two spots they got to fill: wide receiver and corner. Can't imagine they fill them both via free agency. So I think it's best to fill that corner position in free agency. Make a move for Darius Slay. Use that first-round draft pick on a wide receiver, and I am not just because I'm a Colorado grad. LaVisca Chenault is a name Philly fans should know. He is an absolute beast that I expect to have immediate impact in the NFL, and I'm stunned that he will be there for the Eagles. Yeah, you know what, Dave? I, I think because this draft is so good with receivers, especially speed receivers, if you're the Eagles, you have to be thinking that that's the route you're going to take. Now, I do think they'll bring back Deshaun Jackson for another year. I think they'll try to move on from Alshon Jeffrey if they can. There's some contractual stuff there. Uh, I think Greg Ward has a pretty good chance to be their slot receiver, actually. But I do believe that there's there's just not that much available in free agency at wide receiver. So I think the draft is where they're likely to go wide receiver. I think trade or free agency is where they go corner. So I guess I'm agreeing with you, Dave, whether that's Byron Jones or Darius Slay. Now, there are years where the Eagles will be in the comp pick business where they would love the trade for Darius Slay as opposed to just paying for some free agent like Byron Jones or Chris Harris or whoever the case might be. But I don't think they're going to get a whole lot compensatory pick-wise this year because I don't think they're going to lose a whole lot. So I don't think that's going to be a big focus for them. You know, just thinking about the team and all the sound we just heard, it's funny. I'm kind of diving back into the Eagles, watching their show on Amazon all or nothing because everybody was texting me telling me my voice is on it so I'm only one episode in so far but it does bring back all of the injuries they have I mean that Falcons game where it's like five snaps into the game and Alshon Jeffrey Deshaun Jackson and Dallas Goddard are all just standing there on the sideline in uniform and it's week two it's crazy absolutely crazy but I will say this I feel very good about their quarterback. I feel extremely good about their head coach. I feel like their offensive line and tight ends are excellent. I feel like their running back, Miles Sanders, and even Boston Scott, whether they bring back Jordan Howard or not, is pretty darn good. Receiver, obviously the question mark. Defensively, linebackers always, but remains to be seen how important they are. D-line, I think, is is good, maybe not as good as it needs to be, but they'll still have Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, 
And in the secondary, that's where there's a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Even at safety, with Malcolm Jenkins wanting a new deal, with Rodney McLeod being afraid, there's a lot of questions. So it really is receiver and DB more than anything else. But the one thing you can give Howie Roseman a lot of credit for is they have not at all spared any expense. Like They're, they're not going to go into the season with question marks, big question marks at those spots. They will at least make an attempt to make sure that those positions are fortified for a long playoff run. Last year, obviously, the loss to Seattle, 17-9. But, Ross, at the end of the day, when I look at the NFC, I see five teams that I think have a shot to win the Super Bowl, and it wouldn't shock me if Philly's able to get to the Super Bowl. Maybe not win. Patrick Mahomes is quite a mountain to climb. But I think Philly and Dallas have a chance to get to the Super Bowl next year. I think San Francisco, clearly the favorite in the NFC. But I also think New Orleans and Seattle. Do you think Philly is in that handful of teams in the discussion for a Super Bowl, given a 9-7 and seven season last year? Nobody in the NFC North, huh? You're not feeling the Packers or the Vikings at all? No. I'm not. I, I was not impressed by the Packers all year long. We talked about that throughout the season, and I'm just not convinced Kirk Cousins can get them to the Super Bowl in Minnesota either. Wow, that's interesting. That yeah, you know, I the know. Vikings and and Packers both won playoff games and both, you know, <laughs> moved on. I mean, the only team that beat them was the Niners, or maybe they would have gone yeah. to the Super Bowl. So I, I would say that there's seven teams in my mind that I, I think have a realistic chance. The two, you know, the five you named, as well as the Packers and the Vikings, which, by the way, Dave, stark contrast from the AFC, where I look at it and, look, we got to see where Tom Brady lands, but I got the Chiefs, I got the Ravens, I got maybe the Steelers, depending on how Big Ben comes back. And I don't know. I mean, maybe the Titans, maybe the Colts if Rivers goes there. Obviously, maybe the Patriots or Chargers if Brady goes there. But I feel like there's a lot more competition on the NFC than there is in the AFC. I feel the same way. It bums me out as a Denver Broncos fan. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. exclusively on the Radio.com app or at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home.